This is Letters in Grace for January 19th, 2022. The question and the problem of why would God let bad things happen in the world? Why do bad things happen to people? Why do people get sick? Why is there sin? Why is there death? Why is there cancer? Why are there mosquitoes? Why would God allow evil to enter the world? If God is the creator of all things, does that mean God is also the creator of Satan? Why would God create and allow Satan to be uh, strong and powerful and this evil force in the world? These questions that really perplex people really aren't that difficult if you understand God and what he's doing. One verse in the Bible makes this abundantly clear. Why do I sin? Why is it that I can't help sinning? Let's take all the external issues and we'll kind of set them aside and let's just talk about just ourselves personally. We know that there's evil in the world and yes, God allows evil. God created all things. Yes, including Satan. Why would he allow all these things to happen? Turn to Ephesians chapter 2. Says this about us in our state, in our sin before Christ. It says, and you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. A preacher could spend five years <laughs> taking you through these verses, but let's go through them quickly. This is written to believers, people who are in Christ, saved from the wrath of God, made alive, See, our sin separates us from God. We are spiritually dead. That's why it starts out and says, you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. Following the course of this world, the course of this world is set against God. Following the prince of the power of the air, that's the power of Satan. The world is under the power of Satan, filled with the curse of sin and wickedness in the world. The says the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, that's all sinners are the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived 
in the passions of our flesh. That was all of us before coming to faith in Christ, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind. And we're by nature here. Who here, This is the truth about who you are. Okay. Motivational speakers want to tell you all the good things about you, but here's the truth about who we are. Apart from Christ, we were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. See, before Christ, all we have to expect is the wrath of God because our hearts are set against God. Verse 4 says, but God, those are the two greatest words in the Bible, but God being rich in mercy. Mercy is not receiving what you deserve. Being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us. God loves us. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, even when we made ourselves his enemy, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Grace is receiving what you don't deserve. We don't deserve to be saved, but he saved us in his great love. Verse six says, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Okay, you ready? Here comes the big bombshell. Verse seven, why would God do all of this? Couldn't God have just bypassed sin and evil and just jump from creation to perfection to eternity? Well, here's why he allowed all of that to happen. Verse seven, so that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. See, we could sit around for eternity and say, God is good, God is love, God is mercy, God is grace. But we would just be saying it. In theory, he is love, he is mercy, he is grace, he is holy. But now we will know because we have seen God's richness in mercy. He is rich in love. He is rich in grace. And he saved us. How much does he love us? How much he gave his own son to die our death so that he could pour out. We were children of wrath. He poured out all that wrath, all the wrath that he had against you, all the wrath that he had against mankind, all the wrath that violated his holiness and his justice and his righteousness, all of that of all time poured out on the person of Christ on the cross because he was perfect. He could redeem us. He was our righteousness and our atonement. So that, verse 7 again, listen to that, so that in the coming ages, so from now to eternity in heaven, we will talk about the riches, the immeasurable riches of his grace that he showed us, the kindness that he showed us in Christ Jesus. That's why it says, by grace, by God's good grace, his amazing grace, we have been saved. How are we saved? Through faith. Faith is just believing God and trusting and resting in what he said and what he did. And this is not your own doing. We didn't do anything. God did it all for his own glory. This is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that none of us may boast. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand. Why? 
that we should walk in them. This is all one great glorious story that God is telling about himself. So we will spend eternity knowing, not just in theory, but we've seen it. The goodness, the, the richness of his grace, his mercy, his love, all the attributes of God and his holiness. Oh, we were children of wrath and all that wrath was poured out on Christ. He was innocent. He didn't deserve it. God made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf that we might become the righteousness of God in him. That's just a few verses from Ephesians chapter two. Imagine how much more gold nuggets are in that Bible waiting for you to discover. Have you picked it up? Have you read it? The gospel of Matthew, the gospel of John, the book of Romans, Ephesians, Galatians. I mean, it is jam-packed and it's all important and it's all perfect and it's all authoritative because it all came from God telling us about who he is, showing us who he is. We're living it, we're experiencing it, and the story is marching forward. And one day soon, whether through death or through the return of Christ, we will stand before him as our Lord and our judge, either on our knees in praise or on our knees begging because we know that we are children of either children of Christ or we're still children of wrath. Wow. I mean, what a few verses. How how much is just packed in those few verses? Ephesians chapter 2. I'm going to put a link uh, below uh, to uh, Steve Lawson talking about just the richness of this grace, the necessity of this grace. And I, I hope you'll find that little message encouraging as well. That's been Letters in Grace for today, January 19th. 2022. I hope you have a wonderful and grace-filled day.